0: Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, Japanese folklore, several fables about yokai, informative essays on the Tono region, and lots of evidence why Miyazaki was an amazing mangaka. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 486, Tomo Monogatari. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mong Review, some podcast and banger reviews about connecting the enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zen saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope all of you are doing well out there and hope you're excited for another fun-filled episode of this awesome podcast because I know I am. I'm really excited for the topic of this one, but... Anyway, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome! Spyrokin or some podcast and vague reviews about Connecting Enhanced Narratives is a nerdy podcast where every episode we talk about various geeky topics depending on the show you're listening to. Since this is the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. I tell you the art style is, the overarching plot, the production quality, the designs, and most importantly, if the manga is worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and various other social media sites. Um, just type in Spirekin in the search bar, and I'll guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Zan. That's Xan at spirekin.com. And if you enjoy what you hear, support our Patreon, help us create more fun content for you to enjoy, and leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. So now all that shilling is out of the way. So let's get to the review of the day because I'm really excited to talk about this manga and I'm going to be honest right now. This is the second time I've recorded this because the first time I geeked out a little too much. So... If you remember from that last episode, I spun that one, that only, The Wheel of Manga, and it dictated unto me that i would be reviewing a manga that was written by the great and amazing Shigeru Mizuki. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Shigeru Mizuki, he was a mangaka who brought yokai to the world with his amazing series Gekage no Ketaro, his other series Nononba, which is about the lady who taught him about yokai, and his numerous manga, which were about history during World War II, specifically the Showa series is the one that I usually highlight, but he also wrote a book about Hitler, which is just called Shigeru Mizuki's Hitler that's actually really fascinating and intriguing and unfortunately we lost uh, Mizuki-san in 2015 so it's been seven years since he passed away and it's still a major loss however this manga he actually wrote in 2008 this was one of his last mangas he wrote he died at 92 years old so he had a long and prolific life and also for those of you who are unfamiliar with him as well, after serving World War II, he came back after he lost his arm, and then he started becoming a manga writer. So any of you who say, oh, it's too hard, I can't do it. He did it without his dominant arm. And we're actually going to talk about that in his personal design chibi in a moment. But anyway, back to the main things about this manga. This is produced by Shoga Kuken, but it's brought over here to the United States by Drawn and Quarterly. It is a Senen series that was created in 2008. It is one volume long. And it would be classified as a Senen fantasy folklore series that is known simply as Mizuki Shigeru no Tono Monogatari or simply Tono Monogatari. Now, this is an adaptation of the original Tono Monogatari, which was a collection of folktales that was made in the Tono region, which which is located in the middle of Japan from uh, Mount Shirai down to Himagawa. And this area has lots of little legends and stories about it. And in the 1910, two folklorists by the name of Kunio Yanagita and Kizen Sasaki made a bunch of stories about the legends of this region, 119 of them. And... Uh, Mizuki-sensei decided in the later part of his life that he was going to go adapt this after he retired, after he stopped doing commercial manga, and this is his adaptation of it, and it's comprised of several stories that skip around, so it's not all 119, a couple of them are omitted, but it is the majority of them, and they're labeled, and it goes through them in followed by different essays that were written about him. Now, most of them were written by a friend of the podcast, Zach Davidson, slight plug. And they're all very fascinating, finding out more about his interpretations and thoughts about these various things. For example, concerning mountains, concerning yokai, concerning kitsune, and some of the legends behind it. Uh, Animals in the supernatural. And all these essays make this book 100% worth it. But the story is just very... It's compelling and interesting, and all of these little stories are also bookended by the fact that you actually have Mizuki walking through Tono and exploring it, and you see him talking to people while he's dealing with these stories. So it's like, here's a story, let's go back to Mizuki as he's walking through the forest, and it's him in his chibi form now, his or his super deformed artistic form, his personal character of himself. And it's fascinating to see his character because you see him walking around and he looks completely normal. And later on you notice that he is missing an arm. It's just the sleeve is just kind of flapping in the wind, but you don't notice it. It just looks like him. So I'm wondering if he pictures himself in his mind as, you know, I'm just walking around and the sleeve just follows around with me and it's just there. He doesn't have a pin up, and it's not a hindrance. So it is a kind of interesting style to do and I've got to say it was made it more fun seeing him interact with some of the different legends as he's talking about there's one where you see him talking to uh Nezuko Otoko which is the rat man from Giga no Ketaro he shows up in one of the stories and he starts talking to Mizuki saying hey if you help me out I'll give you all the riches you want and Mizuki's like nah I made all my money with Giga no Ketaro I'm good <laughs> So it's a nice little twist there. And there's lots of other little elements that he does that are different. Like, for example, in a lot of the stories, it talks about how, for some reason, people are going into situations because of the situations. Like, I'm walking through the woods because I'm walking through the woods. Or I'm just walking out of my house because. So with Mizuki's wit and his comic stylings, he's made it that every time they're going out, it's, I have to go poop. So that's pretty funny that he does that. That's like, oh no, I gotta go poop. That's why I'm going out. And then the situation happens. And speaking of the situations, each of the stories are not standard, you know, once upon a time, X, Y, Z happened, and then the end. That's not how this goes. This goes, here's the story, like one page, and then you're done. Another one is, Here's the story, we're going to get into it, we're going to take a while and build it up. Some of the stories are literally three frames. It's, oh no, this lady walked down the woods and she saw a yokai and then she ran away and her head fell off. The end! Or another one is, a lady who's kind of stupid was walking down the road and found a mysterious house. Now these houses are myth in Japan where if you find one of these houses you can take items. there are for the guest. The guests can take them and they'll be fine, but this girl was afraid of it she ran off years later she found as she's cleaning some dishes a bowl washes down the stream and it's a beautiful bowl from that house and she's like you know what i'm not gonna mess with this i'll take it home because it's beautiful but i'm not gonna put rice in it i'm just gonna use it as a rice scoop and because she used it like that and she was humble that rice scoop would infinitely make rice forever so she could never empty out the rice box which is kind of cool It's the uh, being honorable and getting rewarded for it. While other ones are about Kitsune where uh, you're walking down the street, your best friend shows up, beats you up, steals some mochi. The next day you say, hey, man, what the hell? You beat me up. And he's like, no, I was on the coast yesterday. I don't know who you ran into. Or one where a wife has a nightmare that she's stabbed by her husband. Meanwhile, her husband is walking down the road, sees his wife, even though his wife is home, stabs the imposter... Uh, Goes home, his wife says, oh, I had a dream you stabbed me. Runs back, and it turns out that the person it stabbed was a kitsune. So it's all these little weird kind of horror stories or interesting little fables that are fascinating. And there's tons of monsters and dragons and foxes. And each one is just showing the love and care that Mizuki had for these stories. And it makes you want to know more about it. Like I actually ended up ordering the legitimate Tono Monogatari by um, Yanagita and Sasaki because I wanted to read this translation to see how close to this it is. It's one which it's very different. And yes, it is very non-sequitur. It's, you have a story and then it goes to something completely different after a minute. And then it does go back to the original situation where it is mis- Zuki walking through Tono and discussing things. And the end of it is him having a conversation with the ghost of Yanagita and his feelings on adapting this work. And I've got to say, overall it's one of these stories where, if you're a fan of mythology, if you're a fan of legends or ghost stories, or just something different, this is a really well done work for the adaptation itself. And so, first off, I've talked about the story itself and the concepts. So let's get to the artwork. The artwork is beautiful. Uh, Mizuki has a very unique style where his characters look very simplistic, but then his backgrounds are magical and super detailed. And that's what this is. It's You have these detailed images of old houses and mountain ranges and shrines, and then you just throw in a Mizuki character that doesn't seem to fit but he fits in this context. And this is one where you could show non-manga fans and they will love it, I think. Um, so the production quality, drawn in quarterly, they spent the big bucks on this. This is a matte cover. It's not glossy, so that means that there's no shine to it, but it's a beautiful cover. Uh, it's purple and red, so it looks a little odd. It's just some of the captured images from the story, but it fits so well. It just fits this very simplistic style for this story. And the interior is uh, deeper images that they look like ink images. I'm sorry, I'm getting nerdy on the production quality, but production quality, top notch. Story, well done. And the articles that Zach wrote, like I said earlier, they're very in-depth. They're part of them some of them are translations, and some of them get into the history itself and then get into what happened and they're college-worthy. They're fascinating and interesting, and they make you want to read more up into th- this as well. Like You could have made a book just with this text, and I would have bought it. So, anyway. I'm starting to nerd out too much, so let me just get to the basics of this. So, overall, characters, there aren't a lot of them, but they do repeat themselves, and... Story quality is great, production quality is great, and this is a worthy addition to have. This is a coffee table manga, one that you could show guests. So for that reason, I have to give Shigeru Mizuki's Tono Monogatari, uh, read it now. This is one of the really, really cool. This is one of the best ones to get, it's a great bang for your buck. This is not going to be in the manga section, it's actually in either the graphic novel section or in mythology in bookstore. So that is pretty cool, but this one is our highest rating, really really cool. Now, this isn't for everybody. However, this is one I recommend to everybody because it is such an engaging story and it's so unique. It covers so many different elements. It's funny, it's witty, it's dark. It's got comedy, drama, action and all of this in this story that he wrote. And while it is a period piece, because it is set in 2008 and there is a cell phone at one point. But for the most part, it's just folk story. So everyone is in period piece dress. There's no modernity to it. So this is a timeless story or a series of stories. I highly recommend this and it is one of the ones which I think is my favorite of the year so far. But we're going to get to that later. So if you've read Tonomoto guitar and you disagree with me or you agree with me, let me know. Email me at or tweet me at Spyrkin. Let me know your thoughts. And so with that in mind, let's actually get to the best part of the episode. Well, second best part of the episode, which is the manga releases for the week. And these are what were released on August 23rd, 2022. We have 59 mangas that came out this week. We have Angel of Death, Episode 0, Volume 4. Blue Period, Volume 8. Cheeky Brat, Volume 4, Cherry Magic, 30 Years of Virginia Can Make You a Wizard, Daughter of the Emperor, Volume 2, Delicious in Dungeon, Volume 11, Free Life Fantasy Online, Immortal Princess, Light Novel, Volume 1, Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Edition, Volume 18, Gahi Chan, Volume 1, Goblin Slayer, Volume 14, Hazure's Skill, The Guild Member Was a Worthless Skill, Is Actually a Legendary Assassin, Volume 4, The Light Novel, Heroin No More, Volume 1, How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift, Volume 10, In the Land of Lettalee, Volume 6, The Light Novel, Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon on the Side Sword Oratory, Volume 18, and Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, Volume 17, The Light Novel, Ishura, Volume 2, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 5, Golden Wind, Volume 5. Josie the Tiger and the Fish, the manga adaptation of the film. Gotta say, that one, I would love to see how they change it. Kagura Twins, Volume 2. Lost Lad, London, Volume 2. Love is an Illusion, Volume 1. Love of Kill, Volume 9. Magicka Record, Puella Magi Madoka Magica, Another Story, Volume 1, Magical Angel, Creamy Mommy and the Spoiled Princess, Volume 4, Magical Explorer, Volume 3, The Light Novel, Magistellus, Bad Trip, Volume 2, The Light Novel, Momo, The Bloodtaker, Volume 1, Monotone Blue, No Longer Heroine, Volume 1, Other Side, Picnic, Volume 2, Overlord, Volume 15, Ragna Crimson, Volume 6. Rascal Does Not Dream of a Sister Venturing Out, the light novel. Rascal Does Not Dream of Otakaki Sister, light novel. ReZero, Starting Life in Another World, X, volume 5. I think this is the adaptation of the alternate route. So this is where the splinter points of when he dies, he does something different. I have the one where it's got the alternative ending when he actually leaves with Rem. It's actually one of my favorites. I think this may be another one of those, but again, I digress. Reign of the Seven Spellblades, volume 4. Reign of the Seven Spellblades, Volume 6, The Light Novel. Sabuki Bisco, Volume 3, The Light Novel. Sasuke Miyano, Volume 6. Shibuya Goldfish, Volume 11. So I'm a Spider, So What, Volume 11. Sword Art Online, 25, The Light Novel. The Case Files of Jeweler Richard, Volume 3. The Detective is Already Dead, Volume 3. The Detective is Already Dead, Volume 4. The Girl I Saved on the Train Turned Out to be My Childhood Friend, Volume 3, The Light Novel. The Hero Laughs While Walking the Path of Vengeance a Second Time, Volume 2 of the Manga and Volume 3 of the Light Novel, The Holy Grail of Eris, Volume 2, The Infernal Devices, The Complete Trilogy is a box set, The Magical Revolution of the Reincarnated Princess and the Genius Young Lady, Volume 2, The Manga, The Otherworlds Book Depends on the Bean Counter, Volume 2, which is another Isekai one which is more about a bean counter, so... If you're a fan of economic manga, this one might be up your alley. The Vexations of a shut-in Princess Vampire, Volume 2, The Light Novel. The Wolf Never Sleeps, Volume 2. Triage X, Volume 23. I'm surprised Triage X is still going on. That was such a weird series. Trinity 7, Volume 26. Unnamed Memory, Volume 1. Urusai Atsura, Volume 15. And then last, and certainly not least, Yaomushi Petal, Volume 21. So which of these are you most excited for? For me, I'm excited for Ursa Yatsura, Yawapetal, Soma Spider So What, Sabikui Bisco, ReZero, Overlord, Love is Kill Volume 9, Love is an Illusion, Jojo's Ishura, uh, Hazra Skill, Goblin Slayer, and Blue Period. So which of the ones you're interested in, let me know. Oh, and Dumbaroo, how heavy are the Dumbos you left? Still a good series, even though the joke has gotten old. So yeah, let me know the ones you're interested in. Let me know. Email me zansbarkin.com And speaking of which, thank all of you for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. I know that sometimes it's a little sporadic with the episodes, but every email I get, every comment I get gives me more fuel to keep doing this podcast I've been doing since 2008, and I love each and every one of you. To my Patreon fans, hope you're doing well. Congratulations to all of you, and stay tuned for something a little bit different. I'm going to be doing some Let's Plays of a new game that's coming out. I'll let you know what that's on on our Twitch or on our Patreon. So, I think that's it for this episode. We are getting to episode 500. If you have any ideas, email me at And now that we've got all that promotions and questioning and giving you all the information away, let's actually get to the part that most of you have been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the... Except so substitutes. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is if I assign a manga tile to each of the 10 slots, so we're going to spin that one, That only the Wheel of Manga. And whatever number it lands on, that's the manga that we're going to review in the next episode of, the Spyro Manga Review, episode 487. And that is only 13 episodes away from episode 500. I've got to say, I'm very excited, very intimidated, and just very kind of... Well, I'm nervous because I want it to be amazing and I guess what we can do, but I digress. So let's spin through so we're gonna be the next episode of the Sparkin Mong review, shall we? Number seven so in the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing a manga that is a not an isekai, but it is a fantasy world where you have different abilities, and it's one called Berserk of Gluttony. Not to be confused with Kentura Muras Berserk. This is a different one altogether. I've heard mixed about this, and apparently there is going to be an anime series, but don't know yet. So let's review it in the next episode and see how I think about it. Have a great night, and I hope all of you are doing well. So as usual, I'm your and I'm Gonsville Catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. See you later.